0: On this episode of the B Side, we're going to be talking about when not everybody in the church agrees. Welcome to the B Side, a Blessed Hope podcast, where we turn over the sermon notes and answer those lingering questions. Hey, everybody! I'm Vince, and I'm joined by Pastor Matt again. And uh, this, I think, this episode of the B Side is going to be harder, uh, naturally, because. Um, it deals a little bit with, with church conflict. Not a little bit. It, it, it does deal with church conflict.
1: Yeah, and I, I think what's important to know about church conflict, this is, you know, as an elementary school counselor for a long time, I always taught the kids that conflict doesn't mean fights, mm. right? That conflict is just the fancy word we use for disagree. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important for us to remember that, yes, we are talking church conflict, mm-hmm. uh, and that naturally happens when a church doesn't agree on everything but the idea of conflict here doesn't mean that this is now all of a sudden this is church infighting right uh conflict doesn't have to get to that level if we Mm -hmm. do it well and i think that's why a podcast like this Mm -hmm, although mm -hmm. maybe a little tense and hard might be well worth it
0: yeah and so uh This really came up from the survey results that we had for the building vote, and uh, we kind of unpacked steps forward for the building vote in a couple of podcasts ago, Mm -hmm. but I think this is just good for us because we think through those surveys, we've we've seen a trend, and I think we've seen a trend over the course of your ministry and my ministry here of um, the conflict happens. Disagreement happens.
1: Yeah, and and I think there's a couple of things to know about that. One is I want to reference, you talked about the surveys. Mm -hmm. The survey's actually not officially even closed yet. So we're not Mm -hmm. ready to share those results specifically. Uh, although we've gotten 110 of them or so mm-hmm. uh, turned in, that we've been able to notice some trends. We're still hoping to get more of those, and and the elders will be figuring out what's a great way to disseminate that information. Maybe a Sunday after church or a, a, another meeting to kind of share some of those mm-hmm. things. But you're right, we do see some trends there, and and over the course of my time here, we've seen some of this stuff in your time, and I think the reason conflict happens is we get to these scenarios where not everybody agrees,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and I think. Partly we look at that as like, oh, no, that's tragic. Yeah. Uh, But boy, how foolish is it to think that it's tragic that not everybody agrees? We have, you know, our average attendance here um, is about 200. And for this quarter, at least, it's about 240 people on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. I'd say about 155, 100 to 75, somewhere in there. Are adults, mm-hmm. and so and what we're saying then is on any given Sunday we've got 175 adults here, and there's certainly a lot more than that that call Blessed Hope their home, and mm-hmm. and uh, we really can't be shocked and surprised when we have 175 people that don't all agree on right. something. Uh, in fact, it would be absurd to think that we would have. 175 mm-hmm. or 200 people that would agree on It would be absurd to think that you could have 10 people that would all agree on something yeah. sometimes. So um, yes, we have conflict, and yes, we have disagreements, but no, they're not tragic, but we do need to know how does the church handle them, and how mm-hmm. does the church roll with them, and what should we do in light of those? Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so I got a couple of questions before we kind of dive into some real-life examples here, but um, should disagreements stop the church from going forward or stop the church from making a decision?
1: Ah, oh, boy. You know, I think, you know, I want to give the answer of it depends, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't really want to give the answer of it depends. Like, let me let me explain. Like, Like, there's part of me that wants to be political, mm-hmm. and I want to say, oh, well, it depends. You know, we should stop, and we should rethink, and we should... Okay, and I get that. And there are times when disagreement should cause us to stop and, and make sure are we going uh, the right direction, right. But my very personal pastoral answer is unequivocally, no.
0: Mm.
1: Now, disagreement might cause us to stop and and reassess where we are. yeah, okay. Um, and it might even cause us to to turn the ship a little bit so Mm -hmm. that it's that the direction is is steering one way or another but disagreement in a church should never cause the church to stop and there's a really important reason for that Mm -hmm. because the church is about the mission of jesus christ the gospel of jesus christ god has put us in a position to be ambassadors of grace Mm -hmm. that is sharing the gospel of jesus christ with people that are destined to hell and the church can't stop. Yeah. Because not everybody in the church agrees on how to move forward. And so if the church stopped until everybody could agree on how to move forward, the church would be hamstrung, the church would be worthless in terms of getting the gospel of Jesus Christ to people that need to know mm-hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ, and ultimately we would be ineffective. And so no, we can't stop. I mean, we right. can we can Take stock, we can move carefully, but we can never stop moving for the sake of the gospel
0: and I guess that kind of answers the question of why is this topic so important and it has to do with mission, um, but I think there 's probably some some other reasons why this is such an important topic for us to to cover
1: well yeah I mean it, it, this certainly has to do with mission um, and and in that it's we can 't lose sight of why we exist as a church and what honors God through our existence, but the other thing is because um, I think it's important for people to remember in a day and age where being offended is easy, yeah, where people get uh themselves all riled up and and people take a stance and uh and and they just they did, they just want to be demonstrative in in the way and uh, there's no middle ground, and we don't it's important for us to have conversations like this, yes, because of mission, but two because um we are first and foremost to be a unified Body mm. of Christ, and we need to be together. Even if we don't necessarily agree on the details, we need to we need to ultimately commit to unity together and move forward together. Yeah, uh, that's why things like "I don't like it, so I'm taking my ball and I'm going home"
0: mm-hmm.
1: are detrimental. Yeah, uh, that would be like me as a pastor saying, "You know what? I don't like a decision the elders made, um, and so I'm going to start looking for a new church," mm-hmm. um, or Um, Or a church member saying, you know what? Well, I don't don't love the direction that we're going. And so I'm going to go find a new church in the community that that won't do that. Ultimately, um, those things are problematic because um, Christ calls us to be unified as a church. And so we need to understand conflict. We need to understand why it happens Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. to navigate it so that we can, even if we don't agree on everything, we can move forward as a unified body
0: yeah so uh, this morning we just kind of looked through uh, your time here, and my time here your time here is obviously encompasses mine, mm-hmm. um, but some decisions that have been made uh, in, in the ministry um, that have been contentious or that there have been disagreements on, but we 're st- we still moved ahead with it, and it 's been I would say successful um, but that we're, we have not allowed conflict to stop movement.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that's the key. And there are times where um, for people that disagree with decisions that we make, um, they may feel like we're just not listening or we're plowing ahead. And I know we'll talk about that here before we're done, but the the, the reality is because the mission is so critical and because people are dying mm-hmm. every day and hell is a very real place, mm-hmm. um, we are we are going to keep moving ahead. And so, yeah, some of these things that we listed out have been things that changes that we've made, not changing bad things, Mm -hmm. changing good things, that that were good for the church at a time, but things that weren't helping us anymore. And in fact, were hindering us a little bit. Mm -hmm. And as we've changed those, we've seen more and more people um, come to the church and dig in in the church, and Mm -hmm. they were maybe barriers or obstacles to people, and we've kind of gotten rid of them. And now all of a sudden, people are digging in even more. And so we might say, well, not everybody was happy with those decisions, so maybe we should slow down, except... Mm-hmm. People are coming to the church. People are coming to know Jesus. People are committing their lives to be more and more like Jesus, and they're going out and being missionaries where they live and where mm-hmm. they work and telling mm-hmm. other people about Jesus. And I don't know that we can slow that down because not everybody's with us.
0: Yeah, I I, I just had this thought in my head, and maybe it's a bad analogy, but um, you know, I think of the clothes that I wore when I was in high school, yeah. or the, the jeans that I was able to fit into in mm-hmm. high school. Um, if I still had those, I would be ineffective in, in how I went about my life. I, I think
1: that's fair. Well, and, not only that, but even if they still fit, man, I mean it's like, do you really want to be wearing stonewash overalls? Right. Uh, I assume you had those. I was never. Or was an that overall. mine in the nineties? I was the you. stonewash overall guy. Like maybe even if they still fit me, which by the way, in case anybody's curious, I am not the same size that I was at yeah. high school in case anybody <laughs> wanted to know. But, but even if they did, it's certainly not the style that's going to work for me today. Right. Um, and so I think it's, yeah, what used to be good and what worked and served a purpose sometimes doesn't. And I think that's why as a church, we hold these things loosely mm-hmm. and we know that um, these are all just things that we do so that we can be what we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And if these things stop working... Yeah. then we'll do other things so that we can be what we're supposed to be, and mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be is missional. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's dig into some of these here.
0: Yeah, so uh, this was way before me, but passing the mic.
1: Yeah, boy, Vince, uh, when I first got here, um, I don't know. Um, you, you've probably been in some smaller town churches, and I think this is a smaller town church thing, mm-hmm. uh, but we used to pass the microphone around. Um, the handheld mics some people from the praise team would walk it around. And, uh, and it started with, um, we actually did it twice in, a, in, in each Sunday service. It first would be, mm. hey, do you have visitors you want to introduce? Talk about, uh, you know, a little bit intimidating for a visitor. It's like, hey, yeah. come to church with me, and then I'm going to make you stand up while I tell everybody <laughs> who you are. Well, um,
0: and if nobody invited you, I mean, you're just there. Maybe, maybe you feel a little yeah. left out. Right,
1: right. And so visitors and, and, and where do you see God work? That's a great question. Where do you see God working? Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and then it would be, what are the prayer requests that you have and the concerns? And we'd pass the microphone around. But you know what? One of the things we knew is that, man, that works great when there's 80 people in a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work great when there's 150 people in a sanctuary, yeah. um, and so that was one of the things we changed right away. And I can tell you, uh, that was that was one of my first. Um, changes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an unpopular decision from uh, you know, a, a decent chunk of folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them rolled with it. Some of them, them I think, had bigger concerns with it, but uh, it's an example of one of those times where we pushed ahead knowing mm-hmm. that even though there was disagreement, it wasn't an issue of right or wrong. There's no morality attached to passing a microphone. Mm -hmm. It's an issue of, is this more or less effective in accomplishing the missional mindset that we have as a church? And we decided it was less effective, and so we quit doing it. Some people weren't happy, but we pushed ahead because we knew Not doing that would make it a safer place for people to enter into the church, hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, have their lives changed, and then turn around and go tell people about Jesus.
0: Yeah, so we got a list of like 14 here. We don't need to touch on all of them, but um, the fellowship hall being kid-friendly.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, okay, so, so you know, I mean, well, that, that actually starts with another change yeah. that we made. I mean, we decided at one point in time where all of our kids, uh, eleme- I mean, we had nursery and toddler downstairs, but but our preschool and elementary age kids were in the service with us, start mm-hmm. to finish. And there was nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with kids being in a worship service, but what we decided is that we knew that a way to engage young families uh, was through their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a way to attract young families to the church, not just so that we could say, hey, we've got more families at the church, mm-hmm. but so that they could hear the gospel and they could teach their kids the gospel and they could teach their family and their neighbors the gospel, is we decided that we were going to try to make that one of the best... Hours of the week for our kids mm-hmm. that were here at church. So that instead of fighting their parents about coming to church, they would be the ones influencing mm-hmm. their parents to come to church. They'd wake up on Sunday morning and when mom would say, Yeah, do you guys want to go to church today? They would say, Absolutely, let's go. Yeah. Right? And, and so we sent kids. That was an unpopular decision with some folks yeah. who thought, Hey, the kids have always been in the church. We miss seeing the kids in the church. Let's keep that. But in an effort to be on mission, we pushed ahead, and we've seen great results from that. Mm-hmm. We've seen, and, and, and we've seen um, families with kids coming to church, and they tell us, hey, one of the reasons I came to church here is because you've got this ministry going on for kids. My mm-hmm. kids love it. We had one conversation the other day. Uh, I had a conversation at our after-church carnival with a mom um, who comes, her husband doesn't, she comes with her kids, and she said, you know, this morning I, I didn't really want to go, and I tried to talk the kids out of it, and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like good cuz that's what we're talking about and yeah. and, and so you know that's why we do those things. But then transforming the fellowship hall from a place that, you know, was there for, for the occasional luncheon and the occasional funeral, mm-hmm. used maybe six times a year. We said, you know what? We're still going to have luncheons. We're still going to mm-hmm. have funerals, but we're not holding it sacred for that. Right. It's kids' space. And so yeah. we decorate for kids' space. We put the carts and the projectors and, and the carpet for kids to sit on. And we put the things on the walls that mm-hmm. say, hey, kids worship here. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that was one that got some, whoa, time out. Mm-hmm. that's not what this space is supposed to be for right um and it's just another example of how we can't let small conflict and and i'm not, i don't i don't mean to say that it was bad for people to question mm-hmm. but we can't let small conflict stop us from moving ahead
0: yeah and so the i'm sure other people would have a list of oh man the list goes things. on is
1: holding hands and singing a song at the end right mm-hmm. i mean i i remember that that when we had that revelation, it was when we invited a a, a guest to come to the church and, uh, we got to the end and, and, uh, this is not a touchy feely guest. They weren't sure what they thought about church and, and, and weren't sure if they were coming back to church and, and they hear the gospel and we have this, this thing. And then we get to the end, it's cold and flu season, by the way, people sneezing and wiping (laughs) their noses with their hands. And we get to the end and we're like, Hey, now join hands with your neighbor. Yep. And she's like, uh, no, thank you. Right. And we're like, you know what? Yeah, that's a barrier that we hadn't even thought of. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and there have been times when we've tried to do something, and, yeah. it, and it's failed. Um, <laughs> uh, There's yeah. a lot
1: of things we try to do that fail. Right, failed. right. You and, know?
0: And so you had mentioned this. I wasn't around when this, but uh, saying the Apostles' Creed oh. in...
1: You know service what? which is I'm still not convinced that can't be a good idea, but certainly when and how we tried to do it, 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 it was not well received and, uh, and it was one of those things where we tried to to do the Apostles Creed as part of our um part of a, a worship series that we were doing, a sermon series that we were doing on the Ten Commandments, and it was like, Hey, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna instead of singing as many songs as we had, we're gonna do the Apostles Creed. Um you know, and we explained what it meant and we explained what we were saying. And as mm-hmm. we said this together, that we were all confessing this truth as a body. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought something that should have been really cool yeah. um, turned out to be something that was like, oh my goodness, it was so awkward. It broke the worship, uh, the, the order of service, the weeks we tried it. It made it so choppy and awkward. Mm-hmm. And so there is no suggestion that, and, and we heard from people like, hey, we don't love that. And so um, sometimes, I mean, I, that's why I said, I don't mind when people disagree, right? Because it gives us time to take stock and say, okay, what's going on? And and why don't we disagree? Mm -hmm. And I think the, why do we disagree Mm -hmm. is so important in times like that, when people said, man, we don't like the apostles creed. We we don't like the way that we're doing that. It's like, why? Well, because it messes with the order of service. It makes it feel choppy. It makes it feel awkward. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like, you know what? You're right. And yep. as we took stock of that, we said, you're right, it does make it feel awkward, it does make it feel choppy, it's not um, flowing the way that we want it to do, so we take mm-hmm. it away. Other times, when people say, man, I don't, I don't like that change, or I don't like that idea, and, and I disagree, it's like, why? Well, I don't like that music.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like, well, I hear that you don't like that music,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like is not the issue here Mm -hmm. Uh, because there are people that need to know jesus that respond to that music Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we need them to respond to jesus and so while sometimes it causes us to stop and say okay you know what you're right Mm -hmm. other times disagreement we will say look we love you we hear your disagreement but we're not going to stop because of it
0: yeah and i I think for me I, when I first got here, I wanted to write all the children's curriculum, mm-hmm. and that was exhausting and not a good use of my time. Right. And, and we figured that out, and we and learned about Orange, and it was like exactly what I was trying to do by writing curriculum anyway. Uh, and so we and they've got
1: they've got oodles and oodles of yeah, paid staff. To they do have that somebody like thing. Andy
0: Stanley writing stuff for them, and I'm <laughs> right. like,
1: you're like, but I'm Vince Durr. Right. I can <laughs>
0: Um So, what do we say, or or, or how do we? Deal with the person that says, you know what, I I always feel like I'm on the wrong side of these. I always feel like I'm the one that disagrees with the changes and and it just feels like the leadership isn't listening to me or the leadership isn't listening to the congregation.
1: Yeah, boy, that's a tough one. And so I got I've got a couple of different answers mm-hmm. for that. Maybe some that you were thinking and some that, that maybe not. Yeah. And maybe a couple that'll get me in trouble. Um you know, one thing is I would say voice your opinion mm-hmm. but do it respectfully.
0: Yeah.
1: And I can tell you in my four, I've been here four and a quarter years. um, I have had some people say to me very respectfully, man, I disagree with that. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about it? I want to, I want to share with you why I disagree. And I've had some people imply that, um, see, how do I put it nicely? Um, I've had some people imply that I might be a Satan worshiper Ooh. because I, okay, I'm, I'm stretching maybe a yeah. little bit, but, but like that, that I, I, can't possibly love Jesus as much as they do because right. why in the world would I want kids to go downstairs? Right. You know? And, and so I, I think that there's a, there's a question of, Hey, let's, I, I can disagree, but is there a way to do it respectfully mm-hmm. um, to say, you know what, let's have a dialogue, not uh, to throw an accusation out. And so right. I would say with the elders that, that the elders would always appreciate, I know staff here would always appreciate somebody saying, you know what? I'm not sure I agree. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get into that. But, but I know that, that, that it's not well-received when it's, it's accusatory and somehow that it's a moral failure because we make a decision you don't like. So, so that's one. I would say a, another thing to think about too is if we're not talking about morally right or wrong, we're talking about mm-hmm. preference, and, and somebody finds that they're always on the side that's not being listened to, mm-hmm. I would encourage them to stop and take stock of whether or not it's working. Mm. So, for example, it was probably, and I know there were some folks, and good faith-filled Christian-loving folks, but, you know, it was upset about microphones being passed, upset about, you know, we stopped saying the Lord's Prayer every Sunday, uh, and then we stopped holding hands and singing at the end, mm-hmm. uh, and the sermons got longer, and the music shifted a little bit, and so it felt like their worship service over the course of a year was changing, and it, and it absolutely was, yeah. and I think each time there was a, hey, I disagree with this, and that's okay, but what I would encourage people to do is stop and take stock, and yeah. when you disagree over something that's not moral, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of preference, mm-hmm. ask yourself the question, is it working? Yeah. Because if it's working to get the gospel into the hearts of more people, mm-hmm. then couldn't we realize that our preferences aren't the most important? Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that would be one thing, you know, and, and, and that's, that's just an encouragement that I have for people. It's like, because I get that, that this style of church might not be for everybody, but oh my goodness, isn't it worth doing things differently so that people get saved mm-hmm. and that they then can teach their kids the gospel and they can teach their parents the gospel. Their parents who probably, you know, maybe ha- have have not submitted to Jesus and need to know before they die or mm-hmm. their neighbors or their coworkers. I mean, we keep talking about that we want revival in Vinton.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, revival starts through the church, yeah, uh, the church getting serious about our missional mindset and the church getting serious about bringing the gospel to people that need to know it. And, and so this is a good way for us to be missionalists to say, man, I'm not sure I love that, but okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And I'll do it because I see that it's not moral. It's not a moral issue. We're not saying that we'll, that we'll compromise the gospel. The gospel, I have never compromised mm-hmm. the gospel and we will never compromise the gospel. It's, it's part of our DNA of the church that we will not compromise scripture but we will compromise um, liturgies mm. or f- funk forms of the church or should we sing that song or should we hold hands or should we bring the offering plate back up to the front or should we go lock it in the office? Or mm. Those are things that, you know what, I might have a preference, yeah. but it's not about right or wrong. And if I look around and, and the church is thriving and people are getting to know Jesus, mm-hmm. then man, I'm not sure I want to keep being on the side mm-hmm. that says I don't like it. Right. You know, and, and then the last thing, Vince, I hope, hopefully that makes sense and that doesn't come across as too harsh, but yeah. the last thing I'd say is, man, I think there's a real significant difference between listening and agreeing. Mm. Yeah. I've had people tell me before that, well, I don't, I don't want to talk to you about that because you don't listen.
0: Mm.
1: And I say, I can, I'm not sure what it means that I don't listen because I can tell you exactly why you disagree. Yeah. And I can tell you exactly why you're passionate about the issue. Mm-hmm. And I can respect the fact that you're passionate about the issue. But I'm not I'm not agreeing with you. And they would say, Well, you're not listening. No. Mm. Listening is a whole lot different than I heard you and I agree. What that what, what people are really are saying there is that the only way you're listening to me is if you agree with me. Mm. And that betrays an attitude of I'm right and I know it. Yeah. It's not teachable, it's not humble. It's, I'm right, and I know it, and the only reason you are saying this is the way to do it instead of this is the mm-hmm. way to do it is because you haven't heard me convince you yet. Right, right. And, and I think that's dangerous, and so, man, I, that's why I say come respectfully to talk to the elders or talk to staff if mm-hmm. you disagree about something, and, and, and we'll always have those discussions, but... Don't expect that just because we have open dialogue that I'm going to agree with you or that the elders are going to agree with you. And Mm -hmm. we won't expect that just because we share what we think with you that you all of a sudden will agree with us. Right? Uh, Because it's not a right or wrong issue, and Mm -hmm. so therefore, we don't all have to agree. We have to be unified, Yeah, but we don't have to agree.
0: Uh, So how should uh, the church handle conflict and disagreement? Uh, Because... It's going to happen. Sure. And not everyone's going to, you know, it's not always going to be the same people. It's going to be different people. Sure. And so yeah. how do we handle it as a church?
1: Respectfully. Mm. I think respectfully, we, we talk to the person that we have concern Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 I disagree, you know, so for example, if I had disagreement, Vince, with something you were doing at youth group Mm -hmm. and it's not a right or wrong moral issue, it's just, I don't think we should be doing it that way. I think we should go to camp A instead of camp B right? because we've always gone to camp A and camp Mm -hmm. A was where I went to camp and, and I can't, you know, so I I think I can have a conversation with you respectful that says, Hey Vince, Mm -hmm. you know what? Tell me, tell me, how come we're not going to Camp A anymore? Because I really liked that camp, and I can explain to you why I think it's better, and you can listen and you can agree or disagree. But ultimately, and here's the thing that I think we have to get better at, Mm -hmm. man. God has put you in a leadership role in this church. Mm -hmm. God has ordained you to lead children and family, youth ministries here at the church, Mm -hmm. which means we are going to submit to you when it's not a moral issue. Mm in terms of, do we go to Camp A or Camp B? Right. And ultimately, if I want A, but your leadership says B, I can make my feelings known respectfully, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, And and first of all, when I say respectfully, that means I'm talking to you and only you. I'm not calling up a circle of friends. Goodness, I'm not going to small group. I'm not going somewhere else and saying, can you believe that Vince wants to go to that camp? He's a moron. Right. Right? (laughs) I'm coming to you and saying, Vince, I think— camp A is better. Mm-hmm. And we're having that dialogue. But if we leave that conversation, you're saying, I hear you, but mm-hmm. I just disagree. Yeah. Then you know what? When I walk out of the room, because this is the place where I am a member and mm-hmm. you are in leadership. When I walk out of the room, you know what? Part of being unified does not mean we agree on everything, but it means that's where the leadership of the church is going. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's one of those things where, where we say, look, you know, whether it's, Um, whether it's kids going downstairs, or whether it's using video screens instead of hymnals, that predates me. I wasn't here for that one, but I'm sure that was problematic. Probably. Um, You know, but if the leadership says, look, it's not right or wrong, and we think this is better, I can disagree. I might want a hymnal in my hand. But if the leadership has made the decision, and they're going forward, then you know what? I support it. I'm not telling Mm -hmm. everybody that I disagree. I'm not walking around saying, well, yeah, I'm not going to sing because it's not out of a hymnal. I'm not going to (laughs) sing, but then take a shot at the leadership's decision every time I get the opportunity. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to champion that and I'm going to go with it because. I want to be unified as a body. That's where my leadership, my voted in affirmed elders placed there by God and the staff of the church, and that's where they're going, so that's what we're gonna do.
0: Yeah.
1: And and so I think, you know, that's that's something that's important. I think there's times too where where, you know, the church has even let's let's say the affirmation of elders mm-hmm. is a perfect example. We had this year we had we had three elders up for affirmation. hmm um, all were approved by the congregation by ballot, all were approved, not all were approved unanimously,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which means that there is at least one person in the congregation who thought, I'm not sure that person is qualified to serve as an elder. Mm-hmm. But overwhelmingly, the rest of the congregation disagreed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in unity, then would I need that person that voted, I lovingly, I can't affirm, everybody else does. So they are now an elder of the church. What I need them to do is say, you know what? I'm not sure I agree. Right. But I will support and I will pray for and I will champion them, right. and I will follow their lead mm-hmm. as they go. And so I think you know that's something too that we need to that we need to always mm-hmm. remember is that we we don't have to agree on everything, but we do have to be unified.
0: And, and gosh, it, it is so easy to kind of go and, and gossip with somebody else oh, about yeah. uh, something or to you know triangulate, and right. and, and then now you've got yourself whipped up into a fervor yeah and and i think that's part of some of the conversations that that can happen is that it's not the first conversation it's the sixth or the seventh and and well it gets hard
1: and that's where the the disunity comes in right it's not the disagreement but it's the fact that when i make my disagreement known and i'm not sided with Mm -hmm. or the church doesn't change ways because i disagree Um, Then what happens is oftentimes, and because human nature, and it happens at Blessed Hope sometimes, and and we try to be careful of it, and it happens in other churches, I'm sure. It happens everywhere because it's human nature, and and we all make mistakes, but then we go to other people, and we start talking about, you know, and trying to convince them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what we hope to accomplish because, you know, well, actually, I know exactly what we hope to accomplish, um, but we don't like to use the word. It's Mm -hmm. almost insurrection. To a yeah. degree, because I want to complain to you, because let's say that, that Kevin, the elder, didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, okay, well, I made my opinion clear. It's not a moral issue, so I'm going to follow the leadership. I'm going to go to Vince and say, man, I, I can't believe that Kevin disagreed like that. What do you think? And you and I are together, and then we'll go talk to other people. And, I, you know, it's almost like we're trying to create this groundswell of opposition. Right. And you know what? I get that to a degree if it's a moral issue, and mm-hmm. the leadership is not responding to something moral. Right. If, 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 if I, as the pastor, and uh, hey, just let's get this on record, this is not happening. This is just an easy example. Right. But if I, as the pastor, were having an affair, mm-hmm. and the elders weren't doing anything about it, and somebody in the church approached the elders and said, hey, I think we've got a huge problem here, and the elders were like, we disagree. I could see that person then going to um, some of the ministry team leaders in the church and saying, hey, I shared this with the elders. They disagreed that it's a problem, but I think it is, and we need to address it. Right. I can see something like that. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about moral issues. We're talking about preferences. Right. And, and we can't, I mean, when you start like a groundswell, if I need to bring support to my side for this, that's just the wrong way to approach unity mm-hmm. in the church. It's mm-hmm. not honoring God. It doesn't glorify him. It doesn't magnify him. And it certainly doesn't help bring people to the foot of the cross get them into a right relationship with mm-hmm. God. Get it to their kids. Get it to their grandkids. It doesn't change a culture for Jesus mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to do.
0: So, last question, yeah, simple shoot. and short, just to Yeah. So, why do we go forward when everybody's not on board?
1: Because if we didn't go forward when everybody doesn't agree, we would never go forward. And and I that, you know, that that's not to negate again, the, the concerns of people that have them, but if you know those things we listed, and there's a lot more of those historical things that we changed, I would say each one of those had 10 to 20 percent of the congregation going, whoa, time out, I'm not sure I like it. Mm-hmm. And if we stopped every time we had 10 to 20 percent of the congregation going, whoa, I'm not sure I like it, then we would be stuck. Right. And the other thing about this too is that we have to think about this that's 10 to 20% of the congregation saying, I'm not sure I like it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's 80% of the congregation, 90% of the congregation going, yeah, no, we need to go. And so one of the things to recognize is that no matter what you do, somebody is going to disagree. Yes. Um, You know, so so the person that feels hurt because they disagreed and they weren't agreed with, Mm -hmm. um, if we agreed with them instead... Somebody else would be upset because right. they weren't agreed with. And so there is no waiting for 100% unanim- unanimity when you have this many people involved. Mm-hmm. But there is following the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what we've asked elders to do. That's mm-hmm. why we've put them in that position, and that's why we affirm them. That's why we pray for them. And mm-hmm. frankly, that's why we should be comfortable to disagree, but ultimately that we should follow where they lead if it's not a moral issue.
0: Mm-hmm. So my prayer and my hope is that this is helpful for, for the people in our church and maybe for people um, not in our church yeah, just to, yeah. to understand. Because every
1: church is going to have this.
0: Yeah, that there's conflict, and it doesn't have to, to tear the
1: body apart if it's handled
0: well and, and and maturely
1: and i would just add this if it does tear the body apart mm-hmm. satan will use it right. to wreck yeah to wreck the witness of every christian in that church
0: mm-hmm. so I uh, hope you guys found something in here where you're like you know what i did disagree with this in the past and you know what it, it turned out okay and um but we're just praying for you guys and, and we realize we understand that We're not going to agree on everything, and that's okay. And it doesn't scare us. Yeah. So hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.